Gethard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another week of College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, joined with Tyler Who and Taylor Massetta. Guys, an off week last week for us because of Thanksgiving break. Really wish we could have found some time to get an episode in. However, our schedules just didn't line up. But there is so much to talk about. Such a crazy week of football this past weekend and a crazy weekend coming up. But before we get into this wild discussion that we're about to have today, how are you guys doing? Danny, I'm glad to be back again. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving break. This is my first episode back as a 22-year-old. I'm glad to be back here. Um, we missed last week, which kind of sucks, but, you know, we come back with a little bit more energy, come back with a double banger, come back with a great episode of College Gridiron. I'm glad to be back here with you guys. You know, if I could scream into the microphone, I would, <laughs> because I have just been absolutely riding on the Michigan high for the past couple days. I've been so excited to hop on here and just talk about that rivalry game, because... My parents decided to do the Rockefeller Center tree trip the day of the game, (laughs) and I was streaming it on my phone the entire way down, and I just, wow. Like, it was just, like, so exciting to watch, so really excited to, like, dive right into that. Well, let's dive right into that. Number three, Michigan takes down number two, Ohio State, 45-23, and, you know, it was just kind of all Michigan. Uh, especially in the second half. I only got to watch the first half of this one because I was mm-hmm. um, at New Hampshire for the Fordham football game, which we sadly lost that one. Um, but, you know, Donovan Edwards, 216 rushing yards, two touchdowns, have a day. Ohio State actually controlled the time of possession a little bit more, but the two turnovers uh, kind of really loomed large in, in this loss for Ohio State. Taylor, I'm going to let you cook. You're the Michigan fan here. <laughs> J.J. McCarthy is him. That's what I got to say. I know people have been kind of doubting him all season, but he just looked so ridiculously good out there. I just – Michigan was, like, scoring touchdowns left and right. Like, I would look away from the t- – there was one point I literally went to the bathroom for maybe five minutes, and they had scored, like, once or twice. Michigan had five touchdowns, 45-plus yards. Four of them were 69-plus yards. They were just running up and down the field left and right. It was just – absolutely insane like JJ McCarthy just looked incredible out there he threw three long touchdown patches and a scoring run just in the fourth quarter like that that fourth quarter I will be talking about for a really long time like I I don't know what happened Ohio State there because I just felt like they fell apart there were two interceptions like just it was just oh my god I I don't they were just playing scared and I was just like I was so excited like just like to see like Michigan get this second win under their belt yeah, I will say Ohio State just did not execute all day. They came into the game and got outcoached. Ryan Day got severely outcoached by Jim Harbaugh. I remember um, after the game, Jim Harbaugh mentioned that he got caught slipping on one of the plays. It was supposed to be a fake punt, and um, Ohio State just didn't line up in the right position. It ended up the punter had, had to like catch it and run and punt it. That's just a, a, one example of like seven or eight ex- examples of poor execution. Um, 
I don't, I still don't get why. Why Ohio State was playing one high safety. I remember I was talking to our radio producer today, Brianna Dunbar, who's an Ohio State fan. I was like, why the hell is Ohio State playing one deep safety when you know you're giving up, you've given up three 45 plus yard touchdown passes, two to Cornelius Johnson that were over 69 yards, and then one to Colson Loveland for 45 yards. You know that JJ McCarthy is going to go, he's going to air it out. He's going to say, Receiver down there somewhere, let's throw it. Um, and you play one high safety, which is just bad. And if you're playing one high safety, you should get home with the blitz. Get home with four, get home with five guys. They didn't do that. They couldn't create pressure. J.J. McCarthy had his – he had a rough start, but he had his way, really, in the second half and then just turned up. Donovan Edwards with the closer, the killer blows, two 70, oh, 75-plus-yard rushing touchdowns. Yeah, um – Absolutely insane end to the game by Donovan Edwards. Put the nail in the coffin. Ryan Day, you're officially in the hot seat for me. No, Donovan, I've seen J.J. McCarthy getting a whole ton of press for this, but just don't sleep on Donovan Edwards. This man had such an amazing game. Like, just listen to the stat from just the fourth quarter. 170 yards, two touchdowns, which is the most by a Power 5 player since Jamal Charles did it for Texas in 2007. So, like, he just... Like, every time I was looking, Donovan, I was just sprinting down the field for another touchdown. It was, like, incredible. I think he should be so proud of himself. Just really good football by him. You know, you know what's funny is, is Donovan Edwards is getting a lot of a lot of praise for this game, deservingly so. But he's mm-hmm. not even the best running back on this team. Right? Oh, yeah. Blake, 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 Blake forced two, Blake, two runs. Yeah, he played. He got two runs for six yards. So, like, this Michigan team is very impressive. I'm a, I'm a former offensive lineman myself, so I love the teams that rush the ball very well. And, and Michigan's right up there at the top. They always recruit offensive line well, and they always recruit running backs well. And this really kind of showed in this game. What's funny is you would think a team that's so dominant at running the ball would have controlled the play clock a lot more than they did. I, I It was fairly close. What was it? Like 32 to... 28 or something like that but I would think that Michigan had a lot more time with the ball just sitting there controlling it wearing out this Ohio State defense Mm -hmm. but the the Michigan defense stepped up in a big way too this Ohio State offense is is no joke uh with CJ Stroud you know um Marvin Marvin Williams Jr. Jr. or Marvin Harrison best um, receiver in college football Marvin Harrison Jr. sorry I was looking looking at what Mine Williams yeah exactly I was I was reading reading yeah, but uh, they're so stacked on like every position on the offense, mm-hmm. and this Michigan defense really shut them down. Dude, the first drive of the game, they go down, they score within a touchdown within like maybe five minutes. Marvin Harrison Jr. makes a nasty one-handed grab along the sideline, and Mecca Ugbuga goes for a touchdown. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be an Ohio State blowout. Michigan looked like they had zero answers for that explosive Ohio State offense. That, mind you, is missing Travion Henderson, their starting running back, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, their Who's best receiver last year. going to be a top-five pick this year? I don't think so. He's, his draft stock is tanked, but, you know, he's still an Who's amazing a top-five talent in the draft? Someone's sure. going to get very lucky. He's amazing. Exactly. He's going to have a very long career. That being said, Michigan, they lost a bunch of guys last year. They lost Hassan Haskins, Aiden Hutchinson, um, David Ojabo. I'll never forget the Gus Johnson calls, by the way. Oh, job, Bo. They lost a bunch of guys. Next man up mentality is impressive. They lost their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, to the Ravens. This is a very this is a team that I was not very high on coming to the year. I will admit, I was very, very wrong on Michigan. 
Jim Harbaugh is him. It's him Harbaugh nowadays. He yes. is an amazing coach. Did an amazing job as game planning for Ohio State. And they go into the they go into the Big Ten championship play, playing against Purdue, which yeah, always is a trap be, game. They're gonna <laughs> be in the no. They're they're gonna kill Purdue. No, it's always a trap game, but they're going in all guns blazing. Yeah. The second best team in the nation are. I mean, I wouldn't say because Georgia's still the team to beat, but they are going all guns a blazing, all the momentum on their side off of a dominant win against their biggest rivals. They should feel really good about themselves. I mean, this is a great Michigan team. So props to them. I was very wrong, and I want to admit it on air. <laughs> I love to hear it because I have just been riding this Michigan wave all season long. Like. I like coming into this game. I was a little worried because I was like, Ohio State's just looked so dominant. They've like won almost every single game by like double digits, and then they just—I won't lie. Ohio State looked like a completely different team playing against Michigan. And yeah, I was like joking around the first like first half. I was like, Oh, Ohio State's playing scared. They're playing scared, and they did. Like the second quarter, I just could not believe my eyes when I was watching that fourth quarter because I just did. They just—I don't want to say they gave up, but like it just looked. Michigan just started absolutely running all over them and it was obvious it was over when it was over and I think Michigan now like I'm just getting really really excited for this playoff because I really think that Michigan can take it to the title game this year no more heartbreaks for me <laughs> um but I don't know they just looked so good I was literally jumping out of my seat the entire game like literally ordered myself a Michigan hat as soon as the game was over as a little bit of a prize although I did tell myself even if Michigan lost I would still get the hat because I needed a consolation um, but yeah, like I am just getting so hyped for this playoff now. Depending on who they play, I mean, it's still like up in the air with these um neck with the conference championships coming up. But man, I I am just so ridiculously happy to see Michigan doing so well. I mean, yeah, Ohio State scored three points in the second half. That is absolutely pathetic. That de- the Michigan defense is no joke. No, no joke they, at they're all. They're legit. And what's crazy too, they weren't even playing full sprint without Blake Corum. That's mm-hmm. a massive part yep. of your team. Their and, team is like very oh, depleted. Yeah, and they came in prepared they came in with a great game plan they the thing is Ohio State got the soul taken out of them by those deep shots and then just the killer blows Donovan Edwards with those two huge runs to end it Ohio State as I said horrible execution Uh, Ryan Day he got severely outcoached back-to-back years now with a and let's be honest Ohio State has the better roster everybody in the world knows that but Michigan came in outcoached came in hungry now I will say Ryan Day is now 0-2 since he said during the 2020, um, what do you call it, Big Ten Coaches Conference, saying that Ohio State would hang 100 on Michigan. Don't get too cocky. Lesson to coaches out there, do not get too cocky because it will bite you in the butt, as it showed. Michigan should be noses up, feeling good, confident. Ohio State, it's reevaluation time. I and it's reevaluate. What are you talking about? <laughs> it is reevaluation no, time. It's I don't. Not. I don't think Ryan Day. Dude, like they. Okay, they lost to Michigan. Like yeah, that's a big deal. They losing, got losing to doors, Michigan. They got their doors kicked to in Michigan back to back years. Twice is obviously not good. This is still like an Ohio State team that has won a national championship in the last five years, ten years. Have they? Uh, ten yeah. years. No, I'm talking about now with Ryan Day, the head coach. He hasn't won a national championship. This is his gut check, basically being like, "You're here to win national championships." Urban Meyer did it. Um. Jim Trestle do it? I don't know. But um, besides the point, this is he's here to win national championships. He's come up short back to back years in embarrassing fashion. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't I'm think starting it's... to I'm starting to waver on that one. I'm not really a fan of what Ryan Day has been doing. He he just there's no execution. There's horrible execution during this Ohio State game. So this is a real gut check for the Ohio State program. I don't know. Yeah, 
he wasn't the one playing, so I can't I can't give you him. prepare your guys for the biggest game of the year, and he didn't come prepared. The thing the thing that's shocking to me about this game is that it was at Ohio State. It was it was dominated at Ohio State, but that's a, that's enough of this game talk. Um, I'm gonna move over to a game that made me very sad. Um, number six USC beats number fifteen Notre Dame. 38-27, and Drew Pine looked very good. Caleb Williams looked like a god. Like, Caleb him. Williams. Hand him the Heisman. Can, Absolutely. A real question. Can Tyler go through an entire episode without saying he's him? About every him. every player. Um, oh, there's, there's a difference. Caleb Williams is actually him. Caleb Williams is the Heisman. He, I was very, very impressed watching him. He was just able to make plays that I haven't seen uh, a quarterback make in college football. Um, it's all like close. It's a little different than like Lamar was. Um, I, I would say more. And, and you know, you, you know, know what, yeah. you know what Caleb Williams is like, he is the Josh Allen of college football to me. All right. So this co- comparison gets played out a lot, but it's like a mix of Josh Allen and Mahomes. He runs like Josh Allen. Cause he's a big bodied bruiser, athletic, but out of structure, when you saw those plays, when the plays broke down and he would scramble and make a crazy throw, it reminds you of Mahomes. And I know the Mahomes comp, comp has played out. That's the most talented quarterback of all time. You can't really compare anybody to Patrick Mahomes. But Caleb Williams is different, man. He is so good. He's, he's going to be the number one overall pick. Easily next year. He, right. I think he's the best quarterback in college football by far right now. And oh, I, know, sure. I, know, I know CJ, Bryce, he's like Drake May are in the conversation. No, Caleb Williams is different man he's so good just it was he was in command of that game against a really I mean, good notre three, dame defense three rushing touchdowns he mm-hmm. he torched this notre dame defense that has been like stout very very good all year i think I'm, I'm pretty sure this is like by far the most points we've given up all year um mm-hmm. this is a good notre dame defense yeah. it's really very good, good really right? good notre dame defense and Caleb Williams just absolutely shredded them. 18 for 22 passing, 232 uh, yards, a touchdown. But then the the ground game, the element on the ground game, and scrambling, keeping plays alive. The numbers aren't like, oh, my God, like he threw for 500 yards. But it's just like the efficiency. He's so clinical. His numbers don't tell the story of what he did in this game. He is the entire reason the Mm -hmm. USC won this. Um, Austin Jones had a great game as well. They're running back 25 carries. For 154 yards, and then on the Notre Dame side, uh, Michael Mayer just continues to be the best tight end in college football. I know Tyler still think Brock Brock Bowers, but when he's putting up eight receptions, 98 yards, and two touchdowns, like, come on. Yeah, Mayer's really good. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be a top 10 pick in this year's draft. I think he's mm-hmm. arguably the most NFL ready prospect. Um, just his overall game, I think, is up there with. Anyone? Him and Jalen Carter, definitely, yeah, those two. He, he's going to make a team very happy. very happy. He's the next coming of George Kittle. Yeah, I mean, I got to give credit to Drew Pine. He played really well. Besides the pick, he went 23-26 passing for 318 and three touchdowns. And he started off with like 16 or 17 straight, straight completions. Exactly. He was diming the USC defense up. And if you would have told me going into this game that – we weren't going to be able to rush the ball, I would have called you insane because that's that's what we've been winning with. Mm-hmm. Um, Estime and Diggs have just been running wild on everyone. Right. And they combined for, what, 74, 77 total yep. yards? Didn't run the ball um, effectively. They, they did not run the ball, and, and USC came in with a very, very good game plan against that, and they really shut it down. They stacked the box um, and played very well. But on 
and once we started passing, like we started putting up points, but you just can't stop Caleb Williams. Yeah, this is a game where you can't really be mad about it. Like no. you, you face the best quarterback in college football. Like there's really nothing you can do. You just sit there and be like, oh, this guy is insane. Like <laughs> you're just like. You, this is a game you tell your grandkids in like 60 years. I played against Caleb Williams in college. So, yeah, you sit back and just marvel at how good he is. I mean, this is the – I mean, I would say shades of Trevor Lawrence in terms of that prospect ranking of that level of that good. But, like, he's one of the best quarterback prospects I've ever seen. He's different than Trevor – sorry, Taylor, you haven't got to <laughs> yeah. get your voice. He's a little different than, than Trevor Lawrence. He's more of that – I think Dual new player. style of quarterback that the NFL is switching to. No, Definitely. yeah, it's really cool to see. I mean, I'm like looking at this game, and it's really interesting to see just like the Trojans just beat Notre Dame kind of at their own game. Like Freeman's yeah. been wanting to like, so basically he opts to defer possession until the second half. So then USC had the kickoff, and this was smart because they were able to extend their lead early on. So they went ten and zero relatively quickly so Notre Dame is playing catch-up the entire game which is really mentally draining and so story story of this team yeah exactly (laughs) so USC really just like just took control early on so Notre Dame is just chasing 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 and that's just mentally and physically draining so Mm -hmm. I mean it was good on USC for taking control early I mean, I hope they could do this against USC next or um, Utah, Utah um, next week because that could really seal the deal for a playoff spot for them. And I was saying that too, like USC is probably like super happy that Notre Dame was a ranked opponent because it just propelled them into the top four, which yeah, is super. Definitely. Even with Ohio State falling, I think USC was going to get in anyway. But ooh, over TCU, wow. Nah. Nah. Ooh, over Maybe the in the top four and all, like in but that, that bubble only, spot. That bubble <laughs> that spot. That makes spot. sense. The that only, makes sense. The only way they were getting in is if Michigan or Ohio State lost, and it, obviously that had to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but last thing on this game, Tyler, who the Danny Scott stat USC thirty-five minutes with the ball, Notre Dame twenty-four, Notre Dame two turnovers. If you win the time of possession and the turnover battle, you're probably going to win football games, and that is something that was shocking to me that did not happen in this next game because Oregon Ooh. dominated both the time of possession and the turnover battle and still lost. Number 21 Oregon State loses to number 9 or beats number 9 Oregon 38-34. Um just a wild game. Yeah, um, how, how the hell did Oregon like, State win? Every time I, Oregon's I have in no the, idea. Every time Oregon's in the new I feel like just something with them always ends in disappointment. Yeah. Like I feel like something bad just always happens and I just like I feel like when I think of Oregon I never think of Oregon State so I was like shocked to see that they had pulled it off I mean good for them though nine, like, nine and three good year for them they were trailing 31 to 10 in the third quarter yeah. and came Ooh. back and cap here's the thing because Oregon made so many mistakes Oregon State capitalized on those and that's how you win games at the end of the mm-hmm. day absolutely I mean Oregon State just ran the ball like crazy I mean 268 combined rushing yards uh, 6.2 per carry, five touchdowns. So this is the story of the game. I mean, insane comeback. And you think of comebacks, you think of passing the ball, throwing the ball. Uh, Golbrands, what's his name? Um, uh, Ben Golbrands and their quarterback couldn't get anything going. He threw 60 yards and two picks, looking like Zach Wilson out there. But you know, <laughs> the running game really propelled them, and that you don't really expect that in the comeback. But it's Pac-12 after dark. Um, nothing's conventional over there, and good for Oregon State. A successful season, definitely. No, for sure. Nine and three. You never expect that out of them. Sorry. It's their best regular season under their coach, Jonathan Smith. And honestly, I mean, it's super exciting to see because it goes to show how far they've come. 
They had a 1-11 record in 2017. And I know that's like about like, what, five years ago? But that's a massive turnaround. So I'm sure they are thrilled right now, especially with coming – Overcoming your rival too. Absolutely, so. got a yeah. nice, nice bowl game spot. They're feeling good right now. Oh yeah. The the Civil War is one of my. It, it's awesome. I, you know, as a West Coast kid, yeah. I, I loved watching this game growing up. But I mean, Oregon, it felt like they dominated this game. If you mm-hmm. look at the numbers and stuff, but that's the thing is, you know, I talk about the the time of possession turnover battle. Typically that works out, but you get these weird ones like this where Oregon State just somehow walks out. They're not supposed to win this game. Um, but Oregon 20 or 30, mm, 34, 47 time of possession, Oregon State 25, 13, Oregon State three turnovers. It makes no sense in my head how they did it. They only threw the ball 13 times. <laughs> right. And, and they were bad at it. And not, yes, two interceptions in that. I They were bad. I, I'm baffled how Oregon State actually won this game, but the the rushing attack was phenomenal for them. Um, that's a great win for them. And I think it propels their program into more of a national spotlight, which Most is definitely. All right, for the Pac-12, losing USC and UCLA in the coming years. Um, having a good Oregon State team is, is very vital, I, I think, for the pac 12 success. Um, moving on, we, we got a few games that will just – Go over fairly quickly. Um, AAC battle, number 19, Tulane, takes down number 24, Cincy. Um, And this is a tough one for Cincy. Uh, They lose 27-24, and they lose their head coach. Ooh, Luke Fickle's gone. Um, On to Wisconsin. We'll talk talk about uh, that in a little bit, but any thoughts on this one? Um. Cincy's insanity runs over. That's all I can say. Last year was yeah, fun. They don't have Sauce Gardner. They don't have Sauce Gardner. They don't have um anybody. Desmond Ritter, Alec Pierce, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. They don't have like <laughs> half their team from last year. Um, I mean, it really sucks to say. I'm. I'll be honest. I'll probably watched like one the opening seat, the opening game in Cincinnati season, and I was like, this team ain't the same. They lost the opening week. It's over. Just forget it. They'll they'll end up in the bottom half of the rankings, but they're not good. Good for Tulane, though. 10-win season. I mean, great for them. That is a – their sports are doing well. I think their basketball is doing well, too. Their football program's on a tear this year. Really happy for them. Happy for, for the Green Wave. Um, And, yeah. Oh, I know – what do you call it? I went to high school with their punter. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. He, so there's that. And his older brother punted, too, at Tulane. So shout-out to the Tulane. Uh, really happy for them. Hope they get a really nice bowl game bid um, and putting on for the AAC, as always. Good for them. No, for sure. Like, I've been so excited seeing Tulane doing so well this year. I feel like they kind of, like, went over my head early on, but it's really cool to, like, see that they're still in these rankings and they're really taking down these um, programs. Like, last year I never would have imagined Cincinnati falling to them. And, like, they've got something special on Ty J. Spears. He passed the 1,000-yard mark of the season with, like, 130 yards or 103 yards in just the first half. So, I mean, their quarterback is playing incredibly. It's just super exciting to see how well they're doing. I haven't been watching them too much, but like I kind of keep them in the back of my mind, just like yeah, a little box score check in here yeah. and there. Yeah, always good to see. Uh, the definitely once you start to get into these group of five teams, it's not as exciting. But um, we can move on. Uh, this is kind of where we get into the upset category of of today's show. Um, Unranked Texas A&M beats number five LSU oh. 38-23. And let me tell you, there was no one more happy that Brian Kelly lost this game than me. <laughs> LSU, what happened? <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I 
I don't even know what to say yeah, about what this happened one. there. Literally. Real. Um, what did LSU ran the ball well at Texas A&M? Oh wow, Devin O'Shane went off. That's a, that's the story of the game. He I, had 215 yards and two touchdowns. I just gotta say, LSU just lost to a team that struggled against UMass. UMass? Are you kidding me? I I, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I remember, I was checking Twitter because I was like, oh yeah, LSU's gonna run away with this one, and then I see they're trailing by like almost like 20 points. I'm like, oh great. I I I just uh, I don't even know what to say because. I mean, it, it this has got massive playoff implications now because it guarantees mm-hmm. both OSU and Bama a chance to slip into this playoff now mm-hmm. if TCU or UC, USC loses. Absolutely. I mean, LSU falls down to 14. Uh, Brianna's cheering. She's happy. <sighs> happy behind the board. She is arms up, raised, begging for lock. hope, begging for hope. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I might... We might be able to give it to her later during our next week predictions, but LSU just did not come through. I mean, another... Just such a weird year for them. Like, so low. They lost to Florida State opening week. They got killed by Tennessee. And they're up. They beat Bama. They're feeling good. And then they lose to Texas A&M, who's 5-7. and seven. Like, what are we doing here? Let's be real now. So, um, yeah, A&M, good, like, I, I won't even say good win for them because their season's like a, mad, like a generational disappointment. Remember, they were ranked number six going into the season, right? And the number one recruiting class in the country. Exactly. They came in hot. That, I mean, good for Devin Chain, I guess, raises his draft stock as a junior. I'm assuming he's going to the league. So good for him. But other than that, disappointing season for AM, but even more disappointing way to go out sad for LSU. I mean, they could spoil. No, they won't spoil Georgia's chances in the SEC championship. Are you but kidding me? There's no yeah. way. I was get, Come on. You know. Georgia loses that SEC championship, and they're still in the playoffs. They're still in. They're, they're alive. They're, I think Georgia, at this current moment, is the only team that is guaranteed to get it. No, nah, yeah, Michigan. Too. If if nah, if Michigan loses to Purdue, man, unranked they'll, Purdue, they'll still make it. They'll get the four spot. Ah, no, whatever. <laughs> Brianna's whatever. just shaking her head in the other room. <laughs> whatever. Moral of the story is LSU. What a disappointing loss, you guys. A very disappointing loss. Horrible but, loss. Um, I think this is awesome for A and M. Uh, they're probably the most disappointing team of this entire season. Them or Notre Dame, probably. Yeah. Um, two teams. Nah, that- Notre Dame t- salvaged it. Did they? Yes. Their victory over four? Clemson was. Dude, dude, they ended up ranked. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yes. They, <laughs> A&M still... has a losing record, and they were ranked six going to the. A&M year. just depresses me. Yeah. No, but uh, both of them, both of them were very disappointing. A&M mm, probably definitely. a little bit more. A real mid off. Um, <laughs> but this is a very good team. Like, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't shock me at all that they won this game. I think A&M coming into the year was was. Projected to be very good. Uh, they kind of, I think they lost uh, to App State. Lost and, App State week two. And then their season just kind of spiraled out of control after that. Yeah. There was nothing they could do. Right? They mm-hmm. just couldn't get the momentum back. But I do think this team has the talent to be a top six team in the nation, top ten team in the nation, especially if David A. Chain's running like that. Um, but good win for AM. Moving on. Um, Another massive upset. Number eight, Clemson, goes down to unranked South Carolina, uh, 31-30, and Spencer Rattler looks insane. He, <laughs> he's Spencer won. Rattler redemption arc. No, literally. I, what I what he's been him. able to do the last two weeks against Tennessee and against Clemson is crazy. I think the Gamecocks were looking for – I think that they should have been ranked the minute they beat Tennessee, and Absolutely. then they weren't, and I was so mad – so I was, I, I won't lie, I was kind of happy to see them take down Clemson. I was like, ecstatic. Literally, I, 
the game it's really nice to see them doing so I know I keep saying this but Shane this is, Beamer is a fun coach to root he for. is I can't help but root for this team because it's so nice to see them doing so mm-hmm. well it's their first win against Clemson since 2013 highest ranking ever in the in the um playoff rankings 19 it's just so exciting to see them doing so well even though it was kind of funny to see Rattler trying the channel that Joe Burrow energy after the game with the, si- the cigar I'm like dude it just <laughs> does not hit the same you he didn't think, just win a national him. championship but <laughs> yeah USC man like they the US of C yeah, they they you. look they look so good right now and like who would have thought coming into the season that they were going to take down the number one team and then the number eight team in back-to-back weeks mm-hmm. um DJ Youngle DJ might have the single worst quarterback performance I've ever seen. Oh. Dude, 8 for 29. 99 yards a pick. Are we 3.4 yards per attempt? Are we being real right now? DJ yeah. Uyungle. He might be the most disappointing like he went from like number 1 recruit to yeah, recruit. a guy who he should convert to tight end. I'm being real right now. He is really? not a quarterback. He's built like a tight end. He's built like Cam Newton. With none of the talent. It's really bad. Like, dude, I had, like, after, I think it was a Wake Forest win this year, I was like, okay, maybe he can salvage it. Um, He didn't have, like, the worst year this year. Maybe he can salvage. Last year was horrible. Maybe he can have a comeback year this year and be good. Oh, my God, is he bad. This is one of the worst quarterback performances I've ever seen Um, out of a top, a guy who plays at a top 10 school. That's embarrassing. Like, Tell me you don't like him more, Tyler. No, I, I wanted to, <laughs> dude. I told you I wanted to root for him after the uh, Wake Forest game, but man, that is that was a horrible performance. Will Shipley showed up, and as he does I mean, every as he week. does every week, he's the new age Christian McCaffrey. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, you, I mean, Clemson's just that was a disappointing offensive performance there. I I said it all year long, and, and I correctly predicted that they were going to lose to Notre Dame. I, I think this... So did I. This, yeah, okay, Tyler. <laughs> um, did I say it on air? Uh, this this Clemson team was so overrated. I, I said it going into the year. Um, I felt like it was going to be an overrated team, and it was all season long. Mm-hmm. And somehow they're still at number nine in the rankings, <sighs> only going down one spot. How is that even possible? I have Dab- no Dabo idea. Dabo paid off the... Um, College football playoff, we know that. But this team, I I think they were so overrated all year long. Still think they're overrated. Mm-hmm. Don't know how they're sitting at number nine right now. But moving on, uh, number 17, UNC, goes down to NC State, 30-27 to 27 in double overtime. And this was maybe the most wild ending to a football game that I've ever personally watched. So I don't know if you guys like tuned into this one but uh UNC goes down they score a touchdown with like 4 seconds left game yeah, clock expires it. and then they review it not a touchdown put 2 seconds back on the clock they score another touchdown to tie it up to force OT wow and then first OT back to back field goals both team kick field goals you or uh NC State starts Kicks a field goal, forces a uh, field goal from North Carolina, and misses a 20-yard chip shot to lose. Oh, my God. <laughs> Special team story of college football. I just know Maddie Bamonte was very happy after this one. Yeah. <laughs> Big uh, time. Co- college kickers. This, what do they do right? This game, the ending of this game was insane. It was one of the best endings to a, to a game I've ever seen. And NC State, remember, they came into this year with a lot of aspirations. They yeah. were, what, number eight at one point? I think 
yeah, and they started the year at ten. Were they at eight? They were high. They were up there. They they were a very good team. Lost Devin Leary, um, which was sad to to an injury. Um, but this is still a good football team. Oh, it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that they took down UNC. I don't know what they're if they're uh, ranked twenty fifth now. Are they nice? Um, good for them. So back back in that top twenty five. So a good win and an absolutely wild win. Yeah, definitely. Ben Finley with a real—I mean, is he? I think he's a true freshman. I don't know. Their quarterback now. He had a really good performance. Um, two touchdowns, no turnovers, two hundred seventy-one yards. He played well. He outplayed Drake May, who is the number two quarterback prospect next year and a surefire top five pick. Um, Drake May is an outside shot of the Heisman just because North Carolina is not that good. He but he is no—he no, he, no, he's an outside shot. He's that good. But like he didn't play his best game. And I guess good for NC State. Um, I mean, both programs are pretty solid programs, I will say. So it's not like, oh, it's like a massively disappointing loss because NC State's still 8-4. and four. Uh, Tough end to the regular season for UNC. But, you know, good for both teams, I guess. Are they both ranked? I know you said NC State's 25. Um, UNC, UNC 23. 23. Okay, so good for both of them. They're still ranked. Um, the the realest teams in the ACC because Clemson's frauds, but you know there's that. <laughs> the ACC is just a fraudulent, extremely oh, fraudulent. But yeah, I mean, good for NC State, good win for them with the freshman quarterback. Maybe the future's bright for them. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, Slow game. Last game to talk about from last week. So much went on. Uh, the Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl. Um, <laughs> number twenty Ole Miss goes down to unranked Mississippi State. 24-22. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to add. I just think Ole Miss is very disappointing, mm-hmm. dropping four out of their last five. Yeah, awful oh, end of the season. And oh, rumors they, that Lane Kiffin would leave. Yeah. Rough a lot of distractions year. going on there, uh, and, and they definitely disappointed. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, especially with how much talent they have. Like Quentin John Judkins and Zach Evans might be the most talented running back duo in college football. Obviously, didn't really produce. Judkins had 91 yards. Zach Evans did not have any yards. Um, they got stuffed on the run. And Ole Miss's MO is the run game. So, Jackson Dart did play walls. But the thing is, if you want to beat um, Ole Miss, make them pass the ball. Because if they pass the ball, Jackson Dart is bound to make a mistake. He didn't this game. But Ole Miss just didn't have the firepower in the end of the, at the end of the day to beat this Mississippi State team that's actually pretty – I mean – they play the air red style, Mike Leach, Will Rogers. So, like, you know, they're going to air it out as they did. Mississippi State just came more prepared. Um, they get the egg this year. I just love watching the Egg Bowl because it's just absolute chaos every mm-hmm. time I watch it. Like, at one point, Lane Kiffin's son is spraying a fire hydrant on the Ole Miss players. <laughs> and then there was, like, a, a call or something about I think Kiffin was, like, blowing a whistle. And then Mississippi ended up getting the ball. So then the Ole Miss fans start chucking cans onto the field. It Jesus. was, like, it was a... Ironic twist of fate since Lane Kiffin got mad at Tennessee fans for throwing a mustard fig at him last year. It was just, it's just chaos, and I love the Egg Bowl. I put it on right after the Cowboys game, and it was mm. just Thanksgiving tradition. Thanksgiving tradition. Good old college football. Southern hospitality. <laughs> chucking cans at people. Really is. Man. So, uh, basically, Mississippi State got the egg, and uh, Ole Miss got mugged. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> they laid the egg. Yep, there we go. Um, so, moving on. Uh, there's some coaching hires going on right now. Um, three the three big ones: Luke Fickle to Wisconsin, huge. Matt Rule to Nebraska, and Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Um, 
I'm very upset that Luke Fickle is at Wisconsin. He should be the head coach of Notre Dame right now. Oh. Wow. Um, oh, you're not happy with Marcus Freeman? Are you, are we went eight and four this year. Dude, what, one year? Happy. One year going to turn the on him? The loss to Stanford no, I, still haunts you. I, the, loss, the loss to Stanford, to Marshall, uh, to Ohio State. <laughs> we could have beat them, too. Really? Um, You'll be okay. Yeah, You'll be we okay. We were winning Danny. at halftime. We, we played with them for three and a half quarters. We were winning for three and a half quarters, and then yeah, they fourth, turned it on. Fourth quarter is what matters. Yeah. Uh, um, fin- yeah, but I don't know. I uh, I think it's a very good hire for Amazing Wisconsin. Hire. I'm I'm surprised that he left. To be honest with you, because he talked all last year like Cincinnati. I'm gonna stay here forever. Blah blah blah. Everyone knew that was um, not true. That was smoke and mirrors. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And then Matt Rule to Nebraska. I think that's arguably the best hire I've seen in the last five years. I I think Matt Rule. Wow. Is a fantastic college football coach. Yes, not an NFL. Not an, not NFL, an NFL coach. coach. Can't lead. Gives me Urban Meyer players. vibes. Ah, uh, no, not Urban that. Meyer plus fifty pounds, and you <laughs> know, and a lo- lot less pedigree, but you know, there's that. I don't know. I I do think that's a, a very very good and smart hire for Nebraska. Um, that's very good. And then Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Don't like that um, hire. Uh, don't like that hire at all. I don't it's, like him. Like I just nobody like, likes him. Yeah. I've heard a lot of very bad stories about him. This. Auburn yeah. want more controversy. Like yeah, they, you, mean, they know what they're bringing in. It's just I just can't. I can tell it's going to be a hot mess. Oh, it's going to be brutal. Absolute it's going to be horrible over there. But the thing is, in the fire. SEC, it doesn't matter as long as you win football games. And he won't win football games. I think he <laughs> is. Everyone has, forgetting Liberty just lost to UConn and New Mexico State. Are you are you dissing your own football program? To I mean, UConn I love Huskies? UConn, but once again, they're on, they beat a ranked Liberty team. That it's Liberty it's was a ranked. Big, yeah, I think they wow. were number nineteen at one point. Wow. I was sitting in here on one on one, like, oh my god, UConn's beating a ranked team. I was so excited. <laughs> Man, um, I don't like the Hugh Freeze hire at all. Uh, I mean, controversy. We've heard stories about him, like work, like working. His players hate him. The staff hate him. Like, I re- I think I like read some stuff on Twitter that you know. Shouldn't be repeated on air. You get it. Um, he's not a good. I don't like that hire at all. I think it's just really. It's not. It's gonna. And then a lot of controversy, a dumpster fire, and a six and six season for Auburn in the next coming few years. <sighs> um, the other ones, Matt Rule. He's a culture builder. Couldn't do it in the NFL, but you know that's his first go around as an NFL head coach. And it's a whole different ball game. Coaching NFL guys, grown men, playing with money, playing with contracts versus college kids. Maybe NIL deals, but still, it's not like it's not the same ball game. Matt Rule did it at Temple. He did it at Baylor. I think he can do it in Nebraska. And Nebraska, I mean, Scott Frost did not work out. He flamed out badly. And I thought he would work out because the success at UCF, but whole different ball game. But no. Matt Rule's proven in college. It's a bit of a funny a twist one. of fate with Rule because he grew up as a massive Penn State fan, walked on light linebacker for the Nittany Lions. He also he went to the Huskers kickoff classic win over in Penn State in 1983, and he remembers he was devastated when Nebraska ended up beating Penn State for the 1994 national title. So he's has a, he has a bit of a his not a happy history of Nebraska as a fan, but I think it would be really cool to see him as a coach. I th- I think he'll do a great job there. But yeah. moving on, we we've already been talking for almost an hour, so let's move on a little quicker. But our top six, um, where are we feeling? I I would imagine we're all going to be pretty similar at mm-hmm. this point, but I want to hear what your guys' thoughts are. Same boat. I'm happy with this current top six. I have no qualms about it. I'm going to say this, and I know you guys are going to accuse if me of lying. If you say Michigan at number Michigan one. Michigan at number one. I'm sorry. I They just, 
absolutely mm-hmm. ran all over the number two team in the country. You can't deny it. I mean, I am a you little. You can't deny it. That's their only good win on the year. But I, yeah, they beat, Penn State. They beat Penn State. Okay. They beat Penn State. Who's number eight? Like they arguably have like one of the best defenses in the country. Georgia, like Georgia I feel like, has the best defense. Okay. In the country. Let Taylor have her moment. Her let team me have just my won. moment. I want <laughs> Michigan to be number one in the country. I've been saying this all week. I mean, although I do agree that Georgia, yeah, they they do deserve that number one spot. I would much rather see Michigan there, but they haven't hey. lost a game in two years. <laughs> They're like, insane. They're a wagon. I know, so I know. Good. But yeah, like this year, I mean, Georgia, they've struggled in a couple first quarters. I'm like, I still, they were losing to Georgia Tech for like a quarter or something, mm-hmm. which if you're losing, like, you can't be losing to Georgia Tech. They don't even have a like official head coach. So, I mean, they're still dominant and deserving of that number one spot. But right now, I just feel like there's no other team besides Michigan for me. Um, and then the rest of mine is like still the same, like TCU, USC. Although I would put Bama over oh. USC. Here's oh. my. Oh. No, I came in with controversy. I mean, they lost their two games in close calls, and they were both away. Oh, so you got dominated at home. Oof. Like over, like I, I, I feel like Bama. I mean, I don't want to see Bama in the playoff, but I feel like they deserve it over Ohio State. I Damn. completely disagree with that. <laughs> I see the logic. I'm not sure where I feel about that, but I'm sticking. I'm sticking with the no, current ranking. I mean, Ohio State, or yeah, they lost to the, the current number two team in the nation. Um, yeah. Also, I, Bama, I like. Bama I like. Excuse me. Bama struggled Texas and Texas A&M close games too. That's another yes. one. Um, okay. Yeah, that is true. I I like I like this ranking a lot. I yeah. I think I think it's fair. There's no team in the nation that's going to touch Georgia. Yeah, they're insane. They are. The best team in the nation, Dynasty. and I don't think it's particularly close. I think they're going to win back-to-back national titles. Um, this defense is very good. Sensen Bennett looks semi-competent. Um, <laughs> He's not sabotaging games, and that's all they need he, from him. He is not playing like Stenson Bennett that we've seen. He's playing far better than Dude, that. All, he, all they need is a game manager, and he's doing the job. Yes. Um, I think Michigan at two uh, obviously makes sense. Um, TCU at three I think obviously makes sense. Yep, they haven't lost um, the game yet. USC at four, um, I like it. They got a couple of good wins this year, um, and they'll have a chance to avenge their loss to Utah this upcoming weekend. Um, and then Ohio State and, and Bama five and six. I I think that's fine. I I may put Tennessee over Bama, um, just because of the head to head. That being um, said, I mean you know Hendon Hooker's obviously yes. hurt. I I can't do that. I, I I'm just saying because of the head to head that yeah. we already saw. Uh, and, and them being six and seven, I think they're really interchangeable. Matter, yeah. I would just say Tennessee above them because of the head-to-head matchup. Yeah, fair enough. I can't but, get mad at that. But that's really that's really the only issue I kind of have, even though Tennessee's kind of fallen off. But moving on to games this week, it's an awesome slate. Let's get the championship um, week, baby. It's, it's championship <laughs> weekend. I'm upset Notre Dame's done for the year, but um, – <laughs> We'll start off, we'll, we'll kind of go from bottom tier up to top tier. The AAC, first up, number 18, Tulane versus 22, UCF. Dot score prediction. So UCF beat Tulane already 38-31 this season, and that was, I believe, at Tulane. Yeah, it was at Tulane. Uh, I really want a revenge game. I want I want Tulane to get their get back. It's in New Orleans in at Yeoman Stadium where Tulane plays. It's another home game. Tulane's favored by four points. Give me a Tulane revenge win, um, 41-38. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Tulane's going to 
take this one, especially being at home. Like, I know UCF took them down at home, but you're telling me that fans aren't going to show up fired up for a conference championship? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Score, I think – something's oh. telling me, like, 24 to 20. Ooh, low scoring. Low the scoring. Over, the over-under is 56 and a half. Hmm. Just want to make that clear. Um. I think I'm also going to go with Tulane. Oh, so US, UCF's winning. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go the inverse of the score from last time. I'm going to go 38-31. Tulane wins um, over UCF. I, I feel like they are a better football team than what that game was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, 38-31. Tulane wins this time. Um, moving on, the Pac-12. This one's going to be very, very fun. Um, number 11, Utah versus number 4, USC. Ooh, man. Hmm. I, you know USC wants revenge, and revenge is a dish best served cold. But I really want another James DeRose video on TikTok. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, I, and the USC video, when they lost to Utah earlier, is the greatest video I've ever seen. <laughs> I want it to happen again. Give me Utah. This, the over, or so USC's favorite by two and a half. The over under 69, that is super high scoring. Ah, give me 45-41 Utah. High scoring. And we're getting another classic. USC gets eliminated from the playoffs. I love you, Caleb Williams, but your season's over. Yeah, I. Oh, this one was really tough for me to choose, but I feel like my gut is just telling me Utah. Like, I, I, I feel like it's going to be close, maybe like a touchdown. But, I mean, yeah. I'm saying 38-31 Utah. It's the highest chance of an upset, all of them, for me. I uh, I disagree. Yeah, um, fair enough. I'm, I'm going to go with SC. Um, I just watched Caleb Williams be the best football player, like arguably on the entire planet this past weekend. Um, he did some things that I haven't seen a college quarterback do. I don't know. Tim Demorad exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just keep going. I, I, think, I think USC at home this time. No, um, no, it's in Allegiance. It's in oh, Allegiance. Yeah. It's yes. in Vegas. Uh, okay, neutral site. You don't have to have that Utah crowd right there. Vegas is a lot closer to LA than it is to Utah. Um, I'm going. I'm going to SC. I think it is a, another high score, but I think yeah. SC is more dominant than they were last time. I think um, Lincoln Riley is a fantastic coach and is going to be able to game plan for this. Um, I'm going to go 42. Ah, uh, no, I'm going to go 45 to 35 SC wins. So an instant classic. I like that. And, and then, you know what that, you know what else that does, Tyler? Noxie. <laughs> Utah, Ohio State, Rose Bowl. Run it back. Ooh. Run it back. Please. Right. I need you wanna, it. You want to change your pick now? No, um, no, I'm still sticking with Utah, but, you know, same, same old. Here's um, my thing. I think Utah will win, but I want USC to win. That's my, that's fair my. Enough opinion on that no i think i think usc is better i think they get in the playoffs first year under lincoln riley great season for the boys um acc number nine clemson versus 23 unc Mm. clemson is what seven and a half point favorites over under 63 and a half give me unc drake may versus dj uyangale come on it's not even close drake may is an elite quarterback dj uyangale is a tight end um give me unc it's gonna be uh, 34 Thirty-four, twenty-four. Thirty-four, twenty-four. UNC. Uh, I just this one was another tough one for me, but yeah, just looking at 
I hate saying Clemson, but something in my gut's kind of telling me they're going to pull this off. But I'm going to say I originally had 27-20 on here. I feel like it might be a little more high scoring than that. You think Clemson's offense could put up the, that many points? I don't even know. Honestly, I stopped paying attention to Clemson like earlier this year. Yeah, they're not very interesting. Yeah. So um, just give me that Clemson 27-20. Um, this is the battle of mid. Yeah, really. Um, no, it literally is. It is a it is a true mid off. Um, I think Clemson is slightly better at being mid than I think UNC is. Interesting. Um, so I'm gonna go with Clemson. Um. I think Will Shipley goes bonkers in this mm, game. And I'm I gonna agree. Say, I'm going to say he gets gets three touchdowns on the ground, like 145 rushing yards, three tuds. Oh, um, that, that's a reasonable style yeah. for Will Shipley. And, and then DJ does enough. I'm going to go Clemson, 35, UNC, 24. Interesting. I, I can't get mad at that. I think that um, Drake May to Josh Downs is gonna ha- that that's gonna be an insane connection this game. I think they're gonna combine for like 150 yards, two touchdowns type vibe, and I think UNC's got it. So I guess I'm gonna stick with the Tar Heels. I'm feeling good about that one. Final three, we got the Big 12 championship Ooh, that's be a game. Good one. TCU versus Kansas State, number three versus number ten. This one's very fun. They already played earlier this year. Um, TCU won at 38-28. Um, what are our thoughts on this guy? This game's been playing played at Jerry World. Uh, TCU is two and a half point favorites and the over under 62. Um, the magic continues. That's all I gotta say. The magic yeah. continues. TCU wins 34-27. Yeah, I agree. I feel like TCU is just gonna take this one. I think it's gonna be another 10 point game. That seems to be a trend with TCU this year. So I'm gonna say 41 to 31. I think TCU comes out hot. Firing. I they want this playoff Max, spot. Max, they, they want Max it. Max Duggan is coming they, out firing. Yes. I know Kansas State, Kansas State would love to spoil it for him, <laughs> but I, I think TCU just comes out on fire. Um, I'm going to go TCU 45, Kansas State 28. Ooh. I think I think Sheesh. TCU just they, – they come out firing, guns a-blazing. Um, it's going to be a sweet game. I, I cannot wait to watch. Um, Big Ten, number two Michigan versus unranked <laughs> Purdue, uh, Michigan by a million. Yeah. We'll let Taylor lead this one off. Okay, so, I mean, Purdue always ends up scaring me because they always just seem to pull off an upset, but my money is still on Michigan. I can never go against my Wolverines. I'm going to go 38-17. All right, so my bold prediction is Purdue's going to be leading at the half, and Michigan fans are going to be freaking out. I'm probably going to get, like, three rage texts from Taylor. Yeah, probably. And then um, yeah. Michigan's going to come out firing the second half. So it's going to be like 17-14 at half, Purdue, <laughs> and everybody's going to be freaking out. Michigan scores, what, 21 unanswered points and wins 35-17. Donovan Edwards works his magic once again. Exactly. Uh, I I think Michigan's going to kill him. I, I don't see this being particularly close. Sure, Purdue can scare you, but at this point, I think Jim Harbaugh has figured it out as a coach. Yeah, uh, he's not looking to, forward. He's how, yes, locked. How, how to put teams away. Um I don't even think Purdue scores a point. I, <laughs> yes, I think, yes. I think 42-0. Wow. Michigan runs Not even a garbage time touchdown? That is music to my ears. I, I, I think Michigan is that much better than Purdue. They they destroy bad teams, and I don't think Purdue is very good. Yeah, Purdue's not good. The Big, I, the big Ten West is whole. Is that the they're West? They're so bad. It's so bad. They're Horrible. so bad. 
I I think after what I saw Michigan do this past weekend to that Ohio State offense, mm-hmm. what yeah, that Purdue defense did, Purdue's going to get killed. Destroy that. Yeah. Um, the final one, number one, Georgia versus number 14 now. LSU dropping a whole lot of spots in the rankings, dropping nine. But what are our thoughts? You're talking about a team not scoring a point? Might be LSU this week. Yeah. I think LSU gets their doors blown off. Georgia just comes out firing, and the backups are in the second half. Um, I think it's going to be like 35 nothing at halftime type vibe. Um, give me Georgia 56, LSU 7. LSU scores a petty game to a garbage time touchdown. Yeah, I'll give LSU like one touchdown, but there is absolutely no way that Georgia is losing this game. So give me 45 to 10, Georgia. Um, I think Georgia, I, I don't think you guys are giving LSU enough credit, actually. I think LSU is a good team. Um, but Georgia wow, is very. You're giving very, Brian Kelly credit. It's Georgia. You're giving Brian Wait, Kelly credit, aren't you? You talking to me? It's Georgia. I I am the, <laughs> the, the Georgia, Georgia person. And this. I just slandered them for ranking. I know. <laughs> Georgia is is unreal, and they're going to win this game. But I do think LSU puts up a, a couple of touchdowns. I think I'm going to go. Uh, 38-17. Georgia wins. I I think. LSU comes out hot as well. You know, they're in the SEC championship, first year under Brian Kelly. I think that's a really big deal for the program. Shows that this is an, moving in the right direction. Um, and they come out and play close for the first half. And then after halftime, it just becomes a shellacking. Yeah. I, I bet you I bet you LSU scores all their points in the first half. Yeah. They get shut out in the second half. It, it's going to be like 21-17 at halftime. Georgia's going to come out. And and dominate the second half. Yeah, I can't get mad at that. I mean, as long as we're in unanimous decision that Georgia absolutely blows the doors off LSU, I'm happy. Um, I'm really excited for uh, championship week. I'm feeling good. Let's have a good week of college football. It's I'm be ready. An awesome week. But I think that is about gonna do it for us. For Tyler Who and Taylor Masetta, I am Danny Scott. Thank you to Brianna Dunbar, our producer today. This was College Gridiron, a production of WFUV Sports.